from the Carter Subaru Studios. This is Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. It is the 9 p.m. hour. I'm so happy you guys are hanging out with us. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Uh, listen, we have a great rest of the hour planned for you guys. You're not going to want to miss a second of it, so let's get right into it. First, I need to tease something that we are doing now, and I'm pretty excited about it. So, I do the show every night, and it's a blast, and I love doing it. But a lot of times, we don't have an opportunity to get to everything I want to talk about. And really, a lot of it has to do with like FCC regulations and guidelines and things like that. So, I asked my bosses here, I talked to them, I said, hey, would you guys mind if I did like a side podcast and we can slide it into the normal podcast stuff we, but like a side episode every now and then when I have somebody on that I really want to talk to and they said yeah absolutely no like no problem just like make sure it's not vulgar and bad and stuff like that I said of course of course of course so I have the opportunity to do this side podcast that you guys can listen to right now all you gotta do is go and subscribe to Kyra Nights with Jake Scorheim I'm talking to my friends the trick though is that a lot of the stories that they're telling me they don't want to necessarily be known for, even though they live these things. And so what I thought we would do is I'm just not going to let them use last names. So sometimes they'll be using their correct first name. Sometimes you're just going to take on a, a fake first name and just like be an anonymous person. And that's totally fine. But the stories I can verify are real and they are super interesting. So what these stories are, I'm really interested in people who take big swings. I like people who take risks. Oftentimes you find that people who take risks have a lot of stories of failures. That's just like, is natural. That's what happens. All of us have to try things and we have to fail at things too. That's how you learn. That's how you get successful. Like talk to anybody who's been super successful and I guarantee you they got a handful of stories where they just fell flat on their face. And these are the ones that I want to focus on that I think are kind of funny. Here's a little teaser from this new podcast called No Last Names. Uh, this is from episode one. I'm talking to a friend of mine named Mark who has a really crazy story about some big giant business thing that he attempted 10 years ago and kind of fell flat on his face doing it. But the story is really funny and he gets himself into some really uh, bizarre situations. So here's a little teaser from that. Well, so they're like, well, here's what you need. You need to have this, this and this. You need to, you're going to need to shut down the streets. You need, um, you know, police, uh, you need a po police. We had to have like 40 police. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, you did it. Yes. Are you serious? We had police everywhere. It was like, uh, you know, like some sort okay. of so riot. Just this, just this guy who sees color run one day, he goes, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. And then he decides to go to Orlando. You rent out the Citrus Bowl or the Orange Bowl, whatever it is. And then you have to hire 40 police for one something day. Something like that. Yeah. And then did you mention that you had to close down streets? Yeah, I had to hire a company to go shut down streets and, and put up barricades and all this stuff. We, we shut down like an exit off of the main freeway. I'm so happy you shared this with us. Yeah. It's it's a really, uh, this is me again inside. the. That was a clip from the new uh, podcast. So you can check it out. Uh, download Kyra Nights with Jake Scorheim. You will get it automatically in wherever you get your podcast on Apple or Spotify, wherever. It doesn't matter. But the story is crazy. And we go into a lot of backstory about how he was brought up, why he's always trying to start new businesses. And, you know, you'll feel better hearing the story because he has gone on to have great success and uh, he's done well for himself. But it took him a long time to get there. And this particular story, you and you will not believe the amount of money that he lost uh, attempting this thing. It's pretty crazy. So uh, go there and check it out if you get a chance. All right, let's jump right into it. This story uh, earlier... We were talking about, and it's one of those stories that I 
sometimes things just come across your desk and you go, where in the heck? Like, are, where are we living? What is this? Listen to this headline. This is from MyNorthwest.com. Washington House passes, and this is the legislator, legislature. Washington House passes bill to address stealthing in sexual encounters. Like, do you guys know what stealthing is? Do you have any idea what it is? I had never heard of stealthing. I was completely unfamiliar with stealthing, probably because this term, I assume it was invented in the last few years. Like, have you guys heard of the term ghosting? That's a thing that I am aware of. So ghosting is essentially where, let's say you're dating someone. Let's say that we go on a date, you and I. Let's say in some universe, you and I are on a date. Or you and, uh, uh, yeah, you and I. Let's use me in this situation. You and I go on a date and I have a great time. And I'm just like, I'm really, I'm really into it. And I'm like, I'm following up with text messages and maybe you're responding with text messages or whatever. And then you just stop responding and you stop talking to me and I get, and I get desperate. Where are you? No, this is a bad scenario. I don't like this scenario. But anyway, that's what ghosting is. Ghosting is where the person on the other side just like walks away and doesn't even say anything, doesn't tell anyone. So when I first heard stealthing, I was like, I don't know, stealthing kind of like that, but maybe like less sneaky or something. I know what the stealth bomber is. It's like a military machine. I know that one, but, uh, you know, really cool high-tech jet. But stealthing in sexual encounters is something completely different. Matt Markovich has a story on this. Listen to this. Uh, This is from MyNorthwest.com. In a decisive move, the House has passed House Bill 1958, an act aimed at addressing the alarming issue of non-consensual removal or tampering with sexually protective devices during sexual intercourse. So do you understand what I'm saying here? Do I need to get any more graphic? I'm uncomfortable getting more graphic, so I won't. Uh, The bill, which passed 64 to 33, marks a significant step in combating the practice known as Stealthing, and then Matt breaks it down here. Uh, stealthing refers to the deliberate removal or destruction of a condom or other sexually protective device during sexual intercourse without the knowledge or consent of one partner. This practice can lead to unintended pregnancies. This is in the article and the transmission of STDs. Um, and they want to make stealthing against the law. And here, or I guess not against the law, but they want to make it actionable in the law. So because how you would wonder, like you would ask yourself, how would you possibly regulate stealthing? Uh, the article actually goes into that a little bit. It says, while stealthing is not explicitly prohibited under current state laws, it may qualify as various offenses depending on the circumstances, such as intentional transmission of HIV or battery. In response to this gap in the legislation, states like California and Maine have recently enacted laws authorizing civic remedies for non-consensual removal or tampering with condoms. California was the first state to pass a stealthing law in 2021. Maine's went on the books in 2023. So now Washington is attempting to follow suit. Uh, they said, listen to this. The bill outlines specific instances where such actions can be pursued, including cases where the protective device is removed without consent or tampered with in a manner likely to render it ineffective. Um, now, this was the other interesting part that I found really fascinating and I don't fully understand this. Um, there's disagreement about devices in the stealthing bill. Um, there are disagreements on the actual House floor between members of the different parties regarding how many devices should be included in this bill. So somebody asked, they said, hey, what if we don't just say that stealthing is a bad thing when somebody takes a condom off, but what if we also say that 
listen to this. This is from uh, uh, Representative Michelle Collier. She says, what we have to consider is if a woman says that they have those protective devices and she's lying, they could get pregnant and that the man might would be financially responsible for that child. That's not fair. So they tried to add this provision where they said, all right, well, if we're going to say that stealthing by taking off condoms is a bad deal because somebody could end up pregnant, then it would stand to reason that stealthing by not using your uh, uh, birth control or not using one of your other devices that you might be using on the woman's side should also be in this bill to protect the man. Because let's say that the man thinks that he is having, uh, you know, intercourse with a lady and she gets pregnant. Only he has been told that she has some sort of a device or she has a pill that will prevent her from getting pregnant. Even though they say none of these things are 100%, uh, they are pretty effective if used properly, which is what they always say. So wouldn't you think that the man would also get some of the same considerations that the woman would get? If she is lying to him, well, no, they did not pass that part of it. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things about this bill that I don't understand, including why all of these politicians are talking about stealthing. Matt Markovich is actually going to join us in just a little bit, and he's going to help us understand this because this sounds very confusing to me. All right. Next, speaking of crazy legislation, we have an update on tire bans. You guys remember the story we did maybe like, what was this, like a week ago, two weeks ago? Chris Sullivan had this great story. And this is on MyNorthwest.com. So he has this uh, update here. He says, last week, we reported on the Washington House of Representatives bill that would allow the Washington State Department of Commerce to ban affordable and durable replacement tires under the umbrella of helping the climate. Do you guys remember this? Basically, what they were trying to say is that there are certain tires that based on their uh, size and their heaviness and their tread depth and their width are not as healthy for climate. And this is a climate change thing, essentially. So what they wanted to do was they wanted to step in and they wanted to ban certain tires. Now, a lot of the tires that they're talking about banning are the typical tires that you would use on, say, your four-wheel drive SUV. Or if you drive a big truck, you're going to use one of these heavier tread tires because that's what's required for these heavier vehicles. If you're driving around on really uh, bald tires and you have a heavy vehicle, you're losing traction and that's very dangerous. And so what this bill was attempting to do is what this bill is attempting to do is to say that the state gets to step in and they get to help you decide because they don't think that you are able to do this yourself. They get to help you decide what tires are healthy for the environment. And that's what they would allow you to put on your cars. Now, the other problem with this is you have companies like Les Schwab who step in and say, okay, well, if the if Washington State Department of Commerce is going to step in and ban certain tires, that is going to limit the options that we can give our customers who come in and have grown very accustomed to choosing the type of tire that they want to. I talked about this on the show when we did this, maybe like a week ago. This is upsetting to me because I think that as a grown man who's 40 years old and has been buying tires for cars for half his life, more than half his life, I think I get it, right? I think I know what tires I can safely put on my car. And I certainly know what tires don't fit on my car. And that's the other problem here. If you're limited in the options of tires that you can buy for your car, 
imagine you're driving around some big SUV and you have to go get your tires changed. And then they say, well, the only tires that are available that are healthy for the environment in our state are these very bald, very thin tread tires. No good. So they're not going to penalize you. They actually said, hey, you know what we're going to do because we're so generous in this bill? It wouldn't be illegal for you to drive across state lines to get a better tire, but you're not going to be able to get them in Washington state. So they're going to take away your options, which I do not like. I just think it's a bad deal. Just because somebody else decides that it's better for the climate, they're going to take away your options as a tire purchaser, which is dumb. So again, what this bill would do if it passes, and again, this bill received no public clearing, no public comment. Everything here was done behind closed doors. Uh, If this bill passes, what it would do is it would require that any replacement tires sold in our state meet these yet-to-be-determined fuel efficiency standards based on rolling resistance. So again, based on get, like what kind of gas mileage it will give you in your car and based on the friction that the tire creates when it's driving down the road. So I think this is a bad deal. I don't like this. I hope, I hope that this doesn't end up becoming a law. I love the process of going into a Les Schwab. That's where I buy my tires. Everybody buys them in different places. I know Costco sells them. Walmart sells them. Discount tire sells them. Big O tires. Are they still a thing? Uh, but yeah, I get mine at Les Schwab. I love the experience. I love going in there. I'm getting something. I'm making my vehicle safer. I'm taking care of my family and I get free popcorn. I like it. So thank you, Les Schwab. All right. And I like the guarantee. I like that little yellow guarantee they give me every single time. I got about 25 of them sitting in my car, glove box. I never throw them away, even though I don't think I need to hold on to them any longer. All right. Uh, let's get to another story. This one was kind of funny. I found this one very entertaining. Do you guys remember that viral Elmo stuff that happened a few days back? Do you remember this? Elmo checked in with his followers on X, formerly Twitter. The post went viral. It was seen by hundreds of millions of people. You know Elmo. boy. All right. So Elmo's post went viral. And basically what he said was very simple. He said, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? The responses were really funny. And this is what got everybody talking. There was like hundreds of millions of responses. And the responses were like, uh, every morning, I, these are some of them. I'm reading, reading them to you. This is off uh, X. Every morning, I cannot wait to go back to sleep. Every Monday, I cannot wait for Friday to come. Every single day and every single week for life. <laughs> And then another one said, Elmo, I'm suffering from existential existential dread over here. Another one said, not good, Elmo. Not good. The world is burning, Elmo. No amount of tickles can fix this. And even Joe Biden answered. I don't think Joe Biden is probably running his Twitter account, but he did answer. He said, I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Our friend Elmo is right. We have to be there for each other. Offer our help to a neighbors in need. And above all else, ask for help when we need it. Even though it's hard, you're never alone. Elmo responded to all this, eventually kind of shut it down because it got so crazy. Uh, Elmo said, wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. The Sesame Street character wrote, Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. Hashtag emotional well-being. That was from Elmo. So things actually got so bad that the Sesame Street Uh, X account or Twitter account actually started posting links to mental health uh, resources for folks. So that led to, because everybody was talking about it, that led to Elmo going on the Today Show. And while he was on the Today Show, he was sharing the stage with Larry David, who is the walking epitome of the opposite of Elmo. Let's go over to Alfred, check of the weather. Oh, and not yet, not wait, yet, wait, wait, not wait. Yet. 
Not wait, yet. Wait, oh. wait, 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 wait. Oh, 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 my gosh. Oh. 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 Elmo, don't you? Elmo, you okay? Mr. Lori, Elmo liked you before. Ask permission, ask permission before you touch people, Larry. Let's get back on the couch and let's talk about how you feel. They would have canceled the show, Elmo, for one Oh. All right, Larry, then. you've gone too far this time. <laughs> yes, Larry. So Somebody had to do it. Oh. Is anybody really surprised? He's gonna oh, no. he's gonna sue y'all for the teaser. I'm gonna sue him for us. <laughs> That's right, Louie. Okay. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. Let's right, let's show you what's happening weather-wise. Didn't see that coming. Those are puppets, by the way. Elmo. I mean, I don't know if you know this. Spoiler alert. Elmo's a puppet. He's operated by a real human being who's got his hand up there, but it's just a puppet behind the couch. And uh, so Larry David did something funny and attacked him. And I guess I wouldn't, shouldn't say he's the walking epitome of the opposite. I should say he's the walking antithesis of Elmo, Elmo maybe, I guess. Um, so uh, that's that happened there. And then people are actually getting upset about this, which is kind of crazy to me. Do you guys know who Will Wheaton is? He's a star of Star Trek and Stand By Me when he was very young. Ow! Shut up, Will. Stop it, Patrick. You know, I think you should all be nicer to Will Wheaton. The way I treat my colleagues... Wait, what? I said you ought to be nicer to Will Wheaton. You mean Will Wheaton? Yes, Will Wheaton. Why are you saying it like that? Well, I'm just saying you should be nicer to Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton seems like a nice guy. Say wheat. Wheat. Now, say Will Wheaton. 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 Uh, that was Family Guy just referencing Will Wheaton. I thought that was kind of funny. So Will Wheaton is not happy with Larry David jokingly attacking the Elmo puppet on live TV. He tweeted this out or put this out on his Facebook, I should say. He said, holy bleep. It's even worse than I thought. What the bleep is wrong with that guy? Elmo is like the best friend of multiple generations of children. In the Sesame Street universe, Elmo is a child who is currently putting mental health and caring for others in the spotlight. And Larry bleeping David did that and thought it was going to be funny. What? What a bleep hole. What a stupid, self-centered, tone-deaf bleep hole, he continued. The actor went on to describe abuse he experienced when he was younger and said that this triggered him, seeing Larry David attack a it. He said, this is appalling, unforgivable, unforgivable, despicable acts hit, uh, hits more than the one raw nerve for me. And I'm going to say what I wish I'd been able to say when this sort of thing happened to me. Wheaton wrote, he said, like, read the room, bleephead. It isn't always about you being the center of attention and understand what's happening in the moment. Bleep. Understand that there are larger things in the world than you and your garbage ego. Now, obviously, I think Larry David didn't mean to cause anybody any triggering problems, and he didn't mean to offend anyone. The truth is, I don't think Larry David cares, if I'm being completely honest. I don't think he cares, and I think he was just having some fun with a puppet. So I, you know, I think Will Wheaton is a very talented actor. Um, I feel bad that he got upset by this, but, you know, that happens. All right, uh, we got a lot more coming up on the show. Next, we're going to talk to Matt Markovich about that Bill about stealthing. It's just going to be two guys talking about stealthing. So if you want to hear that, stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. 
Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I have a very special guest on with me right now. You know him as Matt Markovich. I know him as just a heck of a nice guy. He comes on the radio with us. He's a great reporter. He works for Sex Wax. And he knows a ton about legislation. Matt, welcome to the show. That's what they're paying me right now, so know all that legislation. Great. That's good to know. All right, and so we're going to talk a little bit about legislation. And anytime we talk about legislation, we need to sex it up a little bit. Ironically, this one actually is kind of about... It's kind of... Yeah, it is sexy. It is about sex. Yeah. Yeah. So there is some new legislation uh, in Olympia. And tell me what this is all about. Well, it's a bill that's going through the process. So it's past the house. It's it's about stealthing. Do you know what stealthing is? I have not heard of stealthing. No. Really? I, know, I mean, I know what a stealth bomber is. I mean, yeah. I know what the airplane is. Well, stealthing is a non-consensual removal of a sexually protective device. Huh. So... Okay. Since we're at late, can, you, ex- can at, you explain that to us in great detail, Matt? Okay. <laughs> not Since we're we're, we're broadcasting at midnight, aren't we here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, yes. midnight not, radio. Not quite, but yeah. Uh, okay. So keep it, keep it fr- family friendly yeah. as you can, but not. So you know. the idea is that you don't tell your partner for a, at least for a guy. Let's say a guy is having sex, uh, intimate relations with a woman, and he's using a condom. And he takes the condom off. We say prophylactic at this time of night. Oh, you do? Condoms, I don't know. It sounds a little, it's a little racy. Uh, Jimmy, rubber. Oh, geez, Louise, Matt. Come on. All right. right. He's using, all right. We can call it a condom. He's using a condom. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, So, yeah. Prophylactic is too many syllables. Too many syllables. Yeah. All right. So he, he doesn't tell the partner, his partner, that he's taken his condom off. So she's assuming that he still has it on. She gets pregnant Hey, I thought you used a condom, you know? Yeah. So that is stealthing where you don't tell somebody you're removing a sexually protective device. But it's not just like the, the, the end result doesn't just have to be pregnancy, right? It could just be a sexually transmitted disease, HIV. Could could it be just nothing? Could you just find out that somebody didn't that like halfway through? Well, you have to, I don't want to explain the I see what you're saying. The bill means it goes after, did you cause harm to some, another person by stealthing them? By, gotcha. You know, you gotcha. Have, if you just do it and nothing happens, there was no harm done. Um, and you just, I guess you're just lucky. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so, you know, and this has been, this has been talked about before, but now the stealthing. Senate has approved it 64 to 33. Now you think, well, that's why would 33 people vote against it? Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because, a lot, several Republican women brought up the idea that this doesn't really protect the guy. Um, Great question. Uh, because women have access to other type of birth control devices that yeah, like go. The, a lot of women are on the pill and that correct. stops them from. Uh, and they uh, could put in a diaphragm or they can use an IUD. Um, that's an IUD. It's like a. It's, a, a, it's, a, a, it's been around forever. It's a, a doctor puts it in. It's kind of a doctor has to implant it. Oh, okay. And then, uh, and then women, some women can remove it. Uh, but some normally a doctor removes it. But the idea is that a woman puts this in, it blocks pregnancy. It's supposed to, and you, she tells the guy, say, Hey, you know, we're okay. I have an IUD or I have a diaphragm in, and he's going, okay. Uh, I have, I don't, you don't need to be on the pill. I I'm, we're protected somewhat. I don't need to wear a sure. prophylactic yeah, yeah. and, and here we go. <laughs> or a uh, as you call it. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> Uh, so she, so, but if the woman does not tell the guy yeah. that she's pulled out her IUD or diaphragm, that's her version of stealthing. Exactly. This so is, this is what some lawmakers are saying. They're saying, this you is what, include so, a- so, so they try to amend it to add to this bill. Well, let's include IUDs, uh, diaphragms, 
other devices that women have, and some even said the pill, which is a chemical device. It's not a physical barrier kind of device. We're talking about physical barriers here. Yeah. Um, women have these physical barriers to prevent pregnancy. Um, and if they remove it without telling the guy, that's stealthing. Now, that was an amendment to this bill by some Republican uh, House members. It failed. The Democrats voted it down. Or the bill failed or the amendment The, the amendment the failed, failed to add these elements to the bill. So, so as the, the bill stands right now, it's just basically if a, a guy removes a prophylactic during sex and doesn't tell her about it and she gets pregnant, um, he's on the hook for it. And the, the reason why this is kind of a costly thing is that if he is the father of a child and she said, Hey, I, I, he stealthed yeah, they me. Wanna, yeah. He's, he's on, on the, the hook, hook for, for that. uh child support if they separate. And so what this does is doesn't make it illegal. It's not, this, this bill does not make stealthing illegal. It just gives a, the person well, yeah, who's, and how could they, they're not going to like call a cop in when somebody, you know, well, and that yeah. was an argument is like, how are you going to, how are you going to regulate this? Well, uh, yeah, bring it to court. So this bill, is basically a, creates a civil action that the person who's been harmed can sue for up to $5,000 uh, because they were stealth. Um, and that's all this bill does. It kind of gives a legal... It's just a legal footing that somebody can say... Somebody can go after another their partner on this particular yeah. thing and get up to $5,000. A lot, lot of arguments during the uh, testimony and during the floor debate were about it's so ambiguous and so hard to prove because this is really... He said, she said, because all this takes place in a bed. You know, I mean, there's nobody other, there's no witnesses here. Yeah. So, Unless they're, I don't know, went into weird stuff and they're yeah, filming but, it. But, but the idea is that, you know, it's going to be his word against her word. Sure. And and I'm making it a heterosexual talk, but we're all talking about any kind of. Any stealthing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Any stealthing uh, what, by anybody. What's interesting about this, though, is that they did attempt. I mean, to me, it would make sense that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I don't really know what that analogy means, but I think what it means is if a guy can stealth a woman and put her in a position that she doesn't want to be in, maybe she's, it's like you said, it could be an STD. It could be something that results from this uh, union that mm -hmm. they have. Then if the woman can do the same thing to the guy and he is suddenly a father that he didn't plan on being because she told him that I don't Because she wants to get pregnant. Because maybe yeah. she wants to get pregnant. Maybe yeah. she wants to start a family and he's not mm -hmm. ready to start a family mm -hmm. and uh, she ends up getting pregnant. And now he's on, you know, he's responsible for that child, child support. That's 18 years. That's a lot more than That's five right. grand. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot more than $5,000. And I'm, why is that? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why that would not be something that would be included in this. That well, just seems like common sense to guys like you and I, I guess. Well, I'm, you're the opinion guy. I'm the opinion I'm the, guy. You're no, guy. you're a reporter, so yeah, you can't so, say that. But. So, but you... Uh, a lot of other people felt it made sense, and but it didn't pass the amendment. Basically, they said it makes the bill too broad. If you start adding these other devices, and people would say, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, just, I'm just telling you what they were the saying. Yeah, 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 no, I get it. I get that, it. That it would be overachieving if we started adding all these other devices. We'd be so, accomplishing too much. The yeah. So said. that was the argument again. So again, this is passed the House sixty-four to thirty-three. Uh, I explained the reasons, a lot of the reasons why people voted no against this. Um, did, did, was it all, so was it all, uh, was this along party lines? So, so, so no, this is, this was there got, any no votes from the Democrats? Uh, 
I don't know. Um, there were a lot of no votes from there were no votes from Republicans. I didn't gotcha. go down the roll call. But yeah. by sixty four thirty three, that means there were Republicans joined Democrats. If all the Democrats voted yes, there were more Demo- were more Republicans that voted yes. Got it. Um, okay. But I think it was a, a really a mixed vote on this. And again, this is going to excuse me. This is going to go to the Senate, so they're going to have to have a hearing on this, and we'll start all over on the Senate side. You said this but, is called the Jimmy Bill. What is this called? <laughs> This is not the, not the Jimmy Bill. This is not the Jimmy no. Bill. No, no, this is not your um, this is not your own personal bumper shoot bill. What okay, is, how about that? I'll, I'll go and there. It's called stealth. Like, who came up with the name stealthing? Did you take a That's deep dive around, into no, the history I didn't, of this? I did not. That's apparently it's a term because I'm aging myself, and maybe you're aging yourself. Yeah. That I didn't know until I started following up on this. What people brought this attention to the lawmakers. Yeah, don't look it up uh, on your work computer. I guess. Yeah, well, no, I think you should look it up, but. Uh, but I didn't know that it was. I didn't know it rise raised to the level of where we need legislation. Sure, because this is that common of a thing that people are saying, like, "Oh my gosh, I got stealth." To me, like it, it made me think of ghosted. You've heard of ghosted before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghosted yep. is where somebody just stops communicating with someone else. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're dating someone, and they just ghost you. I got mm-hmm. ghosted. You know. Mm-hmm. So this is apparently so ubiquitous out there that people just know what stealthing is enough I, I, so that a bunch of stuff shirt legislators are yeah. talking about it. Yeah, and you know, and, it, and again, it and it is it has that STD HIV element to it as well. Sure, that because uh, unprotected unprotected uh, sex of any kind uh, can, can be yeah, can be dangerous, dangerous for for diseases. So yeah. this we're talking about pregnancy here, but it also goes about diseases. So if someone yeah. gave so. It's it's interesting because, you know, in this state when HIV started, uh, if you gave someone intentionally HIV, it was a felony in this state. Now it's down to a misdemeanor, even if you do it intentionally. Yeah. yeah. So so huh. if you acknowledge you didn't acknowledge to another person that you have HIV and have sex and they have HIV, yeah, um, it's a misdemeanor. Yeah. So it used to not, be a much serious. It's a much yeah. serious crime. I think I don't know if that has anything to do with the drugs are better now to overcome HIV. Who knows? But whatever. So this is a. A, an interesting bill. Again, I think realistically, who's going to enforce it? It's a civil action, so you're going to have to sue somebody else. The bar to prove is a lot lower than a criminal standard in a civil case. But again, it's going to be he said, she said. And when a judge hears this in a civil case, who knows? You know? Who knows what happens? Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, for the first time, we've actually been talking about some sex when we talk yeah, about sexy you, legislation. You, that's right. Uh, we are. That is Matt Markovich, Cairo News Radio reporter. Matt, thank you so much for hanging out. You're welcome, Jake. All right, we're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scoreheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. It's the last segment of the night, and every night at this time, I really like to give you guys the best of the best. I like to send you away with a smile. That's what I'm trying to do. Listen to this. This is crazy. I'm not trying to freak you guys out, but I want you very carefully. Like, if you're listening in your car, maybe don't do this right now because it is scary, and I don't want you to be scared. And just drive comfortably ahead. Stare straight ahead. Don't be scared. Don't do anything drastic. But I need you guys to know something. For the rest of you who aren't driving around, I want you to go outside or look to your window. It's kind of cold, so maybe don't go outside. But look to your window right now. Look up at the moon. Can you see it? Well, I have bad news for you. The moon is shrinking. Can you guys believe that? The moon is shrinking. According to a new study, the moon is shrinking. 
and NASA flights could actually be affected. So uh, some folks over at the University of Maryland, some researchers were looking into this, and they found that the moon's core, because it was made of molten something, I guess, is cooling. And as it cools, the surface of the moon, which is brittle, starts to contract. And when it contracts and gets smaller, according to researchers, again, at University of Maryland, I don't know a ton about science and the moon and the stars, but as it contracts, the surface becomes more vulnerable, which could then lead to, you guessed it, earthquakes, which could cause landslides, which also could endanger future astronauts, which is kind of crazy. So not only is the moon's surface shrinking, it's also more dangerous when we're there. And we're about to send more astronauts there, which is nuts. Listen to this. This is uh, from a researcher at the University of Maryland. As we get closer to the crewed Artemis mission launch date, it's important to keep our astronauts, our equipment and infrastructure as safe as possible. Nicholas Schmer, a geologist at the University of Maryland who helped author the study, stated, he said, this work is helping us prepare for what awaits us on the moon, whether that's engineering structures that can be better withstand lunar seismic activity or protecting people from really dangerous zones. All good things to know. All great things to know. It reminds me of this song. Do you guys remember this song, R.E.M.? great song. Do you guys believe that, by the way? Do you believe they put a man on the moon? There's a lot of people who don't. I've, I watched this, um, I can't remember where it was, but I think it was a, uh, um, I don't know, some sort of a documentary, one of those things. And they were lining up, this is all ridiculous. I'm sure that, I'm like 99% sure there's a person on the moon, but 1% of me goes, I don't know, it seems pretty tough for 1960s. Um, so what they did was they looked at all these images on that they had taken over various trips to the moon, you know, quote unquote trips to the moon, you know, I don't know. And they have those little crosshairs in those old pictures. I have these little crosshairs in the corner. And one of those was behind. And I guess, I guess there was like some, some stuff, some foreground material or some material in the foreground, which shouldn't have been like that. And so they were trying to, I guess they were trying to suggest these pictures were fake. There's actually a really interesting movie. I can't remember the name of it right now. You guys might remember it. Hit me up on the text line if you do, although it's late in the show, so I may not read it at this point. But there was a movie, and I'm trying to remember what it was. O.J. Simpson was in it. Oh, my gosh. Gemini something. Gemini something. Gemini something. What was it? Anyway, it was about the faked moon landing. And I remember seeing that as a kid and thinking, wow, is this what happened? And also I thought, wow, is that O.J.? That's crazy. And indeed, it was OJ. And I'm trying to remember the name of Gemini something. But a lot of people don't believe it happened. But I believe it happened. I think it most likely happened. Uh, So NASA plans to launch Artemis 3 in 2026, which would be the first time that they have sent a man or woman to the moon in over half a century. The last time there was a person on the moon was Apollo 17. It landed on the moon December 11th, 1972, which is really just a long time ago. Very fascinating. I was also fascinated by that song. I just played a clip from, uh, not from, from really fast. That was R.E.M. That's Michael Stipe, who's the lead singer of R.E.M., talking or or singing Man on the Moon, which was in the movie uh, Man on the Moon, I believe, which was the Andy Kaufman story, starring Jim Carrey, who was totally in character as Andy Kaufman and was apparently very bizarre on set and maybe even a little off-putting to folks because he was like channeling Andy Kaufman, totally method in that role. But Michael Stipe was on Smartless the other day, which is a fa- you know fantastic podcast. 
he was talking about his process for writing the song Man on the Moon. And I found this fascinating. And there's a connection to Seattle because he wrote it in Seattle. I'll let him tell you about it. The band scored um, a film called Man on the Moon with Milos Forman. Oh, right. Oh, sure. Um, oh, based, yeah. on, based on a song that we wrote called Man on the Moon, which was yeah. about Andy, Andy Kaufman yeah. and uh, the, the comedian. And um, uh, it, kind of, it kind of brought Andy back into, as, a, as he had died and had kind of been forgotten. And um, this friend of ours brought some VHS tapes to a studio in Seattle, and we were there working, and uh, I watched the tapes, and then there was this piece of music that the band loved, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And um, I went on a long walk the last day that we were in the studio, and I wrote Man on the Moon walking around the blocks of downtown Seattle and wow, recorded that it that night, and we gave it to the record company the next day, and that was that. No, no. It's crazy. how crazy. I mean, that really, ha- that really happened. That's super nuts. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? It's just, I couldn't find the song. Finally, he writes a song in one walk through Seattle because it's such an inspirational city, or was once upon a time. All right, we got a lot of great stuff coming up tomorrow, but that's it for us tonight. It has been a joy and a pleasure, a blessing. It's been a blessing to hang out with you guys tonight. The blessing. So thank you guys so much for that. I really appreciate it. Come back tomorrow, but for tonight, that's it for me. Night-night. <laughs>